Last month, a record was set as the Powerball reached its biggest jackpot ever, a whopping $2.04 billion. This sparked a flurry of articles about what you should do should you be the lucky winner, namely get a lawyer, keep quiet for a while, and maybe even change your name if you're in a state where you can't claim the prize anonymously. And being a glutton for punishment, I scrolled down a little further to the coveted comments section, a real case study on the human condition as people shared what they would do if they won the jackpot. And the comments were all over the place, ranging from the heart-wrenching to the heart-warming, from the mildly amusing to the profoundly concerning. <laughs> At the end of the day, it really was a silly prompt. What would you do if you won the lottery? But in it all, they were also answering a rather weighty question. If money were no object, if you could do anything in the world, what would you do? Who would you become? The reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. That was Christ's answer that we heard read this morning. And so with Mary's consent, he dwelt among us, beginning our story of salvation. And I love what this says about God. God could have lobotomized humanity, taking away our pesky free will to become creatures who had no choice but to obey God. God could have angrily wiped off the wretched sinners from the face of the earth, and God could have even pulled the last tile on this wobbling Jenga tower called humanity, yelling game over as everything collapsed, starting again from scratch. And yet, God chose to do none of this. Instead, God chose to participate in the human story and not abandon it. And that is the joyful story we share this morning, the story of creation ushered in by a God who doesn't demand perfection, but who simply desires participation participation in this eternal love story of a God who loved his people. And to make this point perfectly clear that God doesn't work with just the perfect, he chose a mother to bear the Christ child, but not a woman of means residing in an opulent palace fit for both the Son of God and God. Rather, God chooses a simple woman who is willing to participate in this unbelievable story. God doesn't choose a woman who accepts the honor of bearing the Christ child by issuing a lofty address. Rather, God chooses a woman who offers a meek statement of acceptance 
to participate in this divine plan. Be it unto me according to thy word. The King of Kings begotten with those eight simple words. The story continues throughout the Gospels as time after time, encounter after encounter, Christ meets people not in the perfect moment of their lives, not when everything's going fine at home and at work, not when everyone's healthy and our faith is strong, but Christ meets us at the well when we are thirsty and everything is falling apart sensing in the stillness of our hearts this ceaseless desire to participate in the story of new creation. And with those holy hands and outstretched arms, we hear that proclamation of God's good news, that invitation to participate in the divine plan. Go, your faith has made you well saving the world by participating in the ups and downs of humanity, announcing salvation by making all things new, infusing the human story with a divine hope. That is our nativity joy. A God who loved the world so much that God became one of us to graft onto the branches of humanity a story of unfathomable love and forgiveness, a love which heals our brokenness and turns our sorrow into joy. That is how God saves us, because God knows that once we've felt that love, once we've experienced that forgiveness, once we've basked in that hope, we share it. We know that to be true, and God knows that to be true too. That's why God chose this plan for salvation, a plan of love, not a plan of might. So I guess it is an interesting question to ponder after all. If you had all the power in the universe, if you could do anything in the world, what would you do? Who would you become? Think about it. It just might be a tiny cog in the grand machine of God's saving plan for the world, trusting that once you've experienced that love of God, that you'll share it with others. That the one who came among us to love us entrusted you with the power to change the world too, by sharing love, by sharing hope, by sharing forgiveness. That's what Christ came among us to do. And God, that's what God trusts us to do too. But that is how we 
usher in this era of new creation. God trusting that with that, all things might be made new.